We're on page Reish Chavches, the beginning of the paragraph at the top of the page, 228. And we have just been speaking about the idea that um, the fact that a person has Dibur speech actually comes from a very high, very high level. Um, and also the level of Bittal that a person experiences to have speech at the same time comes from a high level. Because when a person is at the level of bittel of mav chachma, he wasn't able. Meisher Ben wasn't able to to lower himself to speech, because the two opposites from that from the perspective of that level of the bittel of chachma to go down and speak is the opposite of that receiving being an empty vessel receiving from Hashem. But when a person comes to an even higher level bittel, the bittel of keser, then he he can have these two opposites together. He's able to lower himself down to speech, and that speech is even it really isn't considered actually an expression of yeshus. And like the Baal Shem Tov prayed, that even when he's experiencing Elias Neshama, an extent, you know, his soul is going up to the spiritual realm, still he should be able to, he asked from Hashem, he should still be able to answer people their questions. And that comes from a very high level of Bittal, so high that he can contain both these opposites together, the opposites of intense Bittal, of receiving, which usually means you can't give, but they should have the receiving and the giving at the same time. Like the the difference in the Shvatim, the tribes, and Yosef, the Shvatim wanted to just be um, shepherds to not allow to mean basically to separate themselves to be totally in seclusion, not having to come into contact with any people, so they should be, so they shouldn't have any disturbances from their connection to Hashem. But Yosef was the basically the leader of Egypt, and he dealt with all the matters of Egypt and the rations and gathering the food, etc. And he still at that whole time was able to be a chariot for Hashem because the that's because the twelve, 12 tribes were really a Merkava to a lower level, to a level of Bria, which still Bria is still a world, a created world, which still has a connection to basically the feeling of Yeshus. Therefore, the world, the world took up space. The world was important. Therefore, it would, it would disturb his connection to Hashem, their connection. But Yosef was a bitl, even higher level bitl, a bitl of Keser, which totally transcend the worlds. So the worlds don't have any place, don't have any importance there at that level. Therefore, he could even be involved in worldly matters and they wouldn't disturb his connection. And that's also the idea of Moshe, the Moshe by, by Matan Torah, even though he couldn't speak until then, he was uplifted to such a level, a higher level bittel that gave him the the ability to have these two opposites of being intense bittel and expression of speech, and that is the idea of malchus, the 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 gili that malchus brings about in all the in all the levels of seder stalshlus is from a higher, very high level, because that is actually the ultimate purpose of Hashem's creation of all the worlds. So there should be a revelation, meaning there should be a revelation of divine energy and the creation of the created worlds, biyah. And through that, they could fill the even ultimate, ultimate purpose, which is to reveal Hashem's presence, His essence in this lowest realms. First, you have to create the lowest realms, which is only through Malchus, and then you can have the revelation of the infinite essence of Hashem, which also happens through the channel of Malchus. Because um, Malchus only allows allows things to be channeled in, in an internalized way. If it wasn't for that channel of Malchus, it would just be revealed. Hashem's infinite essence would just be would be there, but not in an internalized way, not in a revealed way, because it wouldn't go down to the to relate to each creation because Malchus brings it down into a revealed state. Therefore, the idea of the revelation of Malchus is drawn down from a very high level of godliness, and that's why the um, Eitz Chaim says that Malchus, the source of Malchus is from Reisha de Loisiyad, which is even higher than the nine spheres. And then we answer some of the question that Malchus, how is Malchus able to complete the higher levels of the, ten, the, the nine spheres above it? Because the whole purpose, the ultimate purpose is that, the ultimate purpose of this higher spheres is um, to create the lower worlds of Briya and that there should be able to be lower worlds so that Hashem's ultimate, ultimate purpose of revealing His presence in those worlds should be, should be able to come about. And that is only possible through Malchus 
<clears throat> and that's how Malchus completes those higher spheres. Uh, it allows for Hashem's ultimate purpose in creation to come to fruition. And that's what it says, Anichi Shlemi Amuna Yisrael. That Malchus, which is Shlemi Amuna, is in completing the Yisrael through the Koyach. And the Koyach, the, the ability to complete that purpose is through the revelation of Anichi, the essence of Hashem, which is the source of revelation, the source of that ability to revelation. And still, it's possible to have this idea of Yichu Kuchabrichu Shchinte, even though they're both levels of Elikus, like we said, according to the Ramban. Because Malchus is, in, in and of itself, in its own level, it's, a, it, it's yesh. Its whole idea is bring, to bring about revelation. It's its own existence. It feels its own identity. But it's a koyach. The koyach it has to revelation comes from a high source. It's not a essential light which is connected, always attached to the essence. So, meaning it's something separate from Hashem's essence. And therefore, there's, it's something separate, meaning it fills its own, its own existence, Malchus. And therefore, you could say, Um that meaning that there should be a revelation of Hashem's infinite essence, which is Kuchubichu, into Malchus, which will channel that essence into creation. And also that the in order to arouse the power of revelation that Malchus has, that is only through the revelation of the Kuchubichu. Like the marshal of the Koyach the power of vegetation in the earth, which earth is a marshal for Malchus, is only comes about through the rain, uh, raining on the earth, which is is a marshal for the Hamshacha from Zah. So the Kayach of Izgalus of Malchus is through the Amshachah from Zah. And therefore you have to have Yichud, Kuchibichu, which is Zah, and Malchus, Sashinte. So now the next paragraph. We asked earlier, so what does it mean that the Zer says that, that my Mashkin, my uh, collateral, which is referring to the base of Mikdash, is by you guys, by the Jewish people. And we asked, just to go back, um, Mashkoin seemingly implies we said even though that this the, that the, the base of mixtures was taken as a collateral uh, was taken back to me but it's still Shaykh Lisro we said that even at the times of the base of Mikdash Kayim it's still considered a collateral of Hashem and also in the Zmanagol, it's also a collateral. And then we went into the whole explanation of the whole idea of a mashkin is uh, besides the fact that it's a guarantee for the loan, um, the deeper purpose of what the mashkin is, it's something it's something very precious to the person, to the borrower. Therefore, because it's so precious, even if he distanced himself from it, nevertheless, he'll always remember the mashkin, therefore he's never going to forget the um, that which he owes the lender. So too, Hashem, is, Hashem wants to dwell amongst the Jewish people. So he took his um, his kesef, so his, his precious article to the base of Mikdash, and he gave it to the Jewish people. And he says, "My mashkri, my collaterals, by, is by, by you, in order that I will never become separate from you." Um, so, so we have to say, we said, what what is the idea of the shchinta, and it is the Hashem's precious article. The mashkin. So we have to understand first what's a shechina. So we explain what a shechina is. Now, now we understand shechina is malchus, which is a lukus, but still it's its own yesh. But it's the koyach of it has a koyach agili, which comes from all the way back from the basically very high source of uh, the infinite energy of the infinite essence of Hashem. Anoichi. So now going back to all this, Zera says mashkanta deli gabaychu. My collateral is by you. 
Shechina, Bechinas Malchus, he Bechinas Mashkin. The Shechina, which now we've already established as Malchus, is a collateral of Hashem. Just like he said, that the collateral is something very precious, dear, to the person that's giving that collateral, or to the one that's giving that collateral. So to Malchus is the very precious article of Hashem, which what does it mean it's very precious to Hashem? It means rooted deep in Hashem's essence. Like we just said, the Kayach Gili. The power, the potential revelation the Malchus has is rooted deeply in the deepest levels of godliness. And that's why it's very precious to Hashem, so to say. And this mashkin, this collateral of Malchus, is by you, by the Jewish people. The revelation, this which is this, this which the revelation aspect of Malchus, which is from that deep source in godliness, is given over to the Jewish souls. The even though that Malchus in general is a source, is a general source for all the worlds. Like we said earlier, it's the source of the divine energy which relates to creation. But the main revelation of Malchus is given over to the Jewish souls. Even though that Malchus in general, without meaning without our the Jewish souls' service and relating to Malchus and their effect on Malchus, Malchus is already just the source of creation in general. But the main revelation of Malchus is only through us. The Jewish souls. So now, explaining how do we bring about the revelation of Malchus? So, so behold, the Jewish souls, through the fact that they accept upon themselves the yoke of heaven, meaning they accept upon themselves to do Hashem's will, even if, just like a servant, even if they don't feel it, or even if they don't understand it, even if they don't want to, they still do it. They force themselves, just like a, a servant, force themselves to do the king's will, even though he doesn't appreciate the king at all, or what he wants, what the king wants. So through the fact that we accept upon ourselves the yoke of Hashem's kingship, and do His will, even though we don't understand it, or we don't feel it. That's how we draw down the revelation of Malchus. As it's known that the first man, Adam, drew down the revelation of Hashem's kingship onto creation through the fact that he accepted upon himself the yoke of Hashem's kingship. The Omar, and like the Medr says, that he said, Hashem Malach gave his love. He says, Hashem is king. He's garbed himself in grandeur. So that is the, that, that verse expresses that Hashem is the king. So that is how he basically crowned king over all of creation, Adam through accepting upon himself Hashem's kingship. Um... And also, not only the revelation of Malchus, which is more of a re- revealing Hashem's, uh, basically revealing Hashem's presence into all of creation, which is channeled through the revelation of Malchus. Also, the just the very power of revelation that Malchus has in order to create to bring into being the worlds, the created worlds of Briah, that also comes about through the Jewish souls. As explained in another place, that our accepting upon ourselves, the yoke of Hashem's kingship, reaches very, very high, all the way back to Malchus Dein Soif, the Malchus, how it's rooted within the infinite essence of Hashem. Like we said before, the level of your kingship, which yours, meaning all the way rooted within your essence. As explained in the Ahisophis at the back of Teda Air and the Mimer, which explains the Khumit Truma. Um, so basically, not only do we bring about the revelation of a she- uh, of the revelation of Malchus within creation, I meaning the revelation of Hashem's infinite essence into creation through the channel of Malchus, but also in order to bring about basically 
Malchus creating all the worlds, bringing into being the worlds of Biyah, that also is through our accepting by ourselves Hashem's kingship. And that's how we sustain creation, really. Like it says in many places, that we are the Boinim, we're called the builders, because we build through our Makabal Salmach Shemayim, we basically cause Hashem to continue creating worlds and by by arousing the source of Malchus, which then arouses Malchus to continue creating worlds. Um that we explained before that from that that very high sublime source of Malchus that your Malchus Malchus from there is the source to be the level of Malchus which goes into all worlds which gives life to all the worlds so so the conclusion is the whole idea meaning all the ideas of the revelation of Malchus both revelation, the channel of the revelation of Hashem's divine essence into creation comes about through Malchus, and the revelation of just the regular energy to, to bring about the existence of the created worlds comes about through Malchus. That all is aroused, is elicited by our the Jewish souls accepting upon, accepting upon themselves Hashem's kingship. So, then how, so how did this come about in the beginning of creation when the Jewish souls didn't exist yet to arouse Malchus? So, in the beginning of creation, this came about, the drawing down of Malchus came about through the Halas Mayinukin, through the uplifting of the feminine waters, which refers to the uplifting from the created beings, but from the meaning from, from below, to Hashem, Minei Ubei, but within Hashem, meaning within the, the divinity itself, Al Yedei Kabbalos Malchus Shemayim Den Shomis Yisrael, sorry, Minei Ubei, Sha'alul Lafon of Zeh, Shana Shabbos Yisrael, Yikabbalim Malchus Shemayim Chul, that what does it mean that within divinity itself there was this sort of this this type of halosman, meaning within divinity within Hashem, Hashem arose it arose in Hashem's thought, how the Jewish souls would eventually accept upon Himself Hashem's His kingship, and that thought within divinity within Hashem Himself is what aroused within Him to bring the the koyach of Malchus to come down and to create all all of the created worlds. So that's how it happened in the beginning. So now. Returning to the idea of the mashkin, the collateral, that's why this idea of malchus, of my, my mashkin, my collateral, which is very dear to Hashem, because it is, uh, because it is rooted within Hashem's very essence, it's it's given over to the Jewish souls. Why um, my my collateral is given over to you specifically? That even though. I am a god to all the all the people of the world, all the people of creation. But I have not um, united my name, which is referring to Malchus, only upon you, only upon the Jewish souls, because only the Jewish souls are the ones who are, can elicit that revelation from Malchus and the revelation aspect of Malchus into creation. And being that the revelation of Malchus is only in the Jewish souls. And therefore, also, the Jewish souls are what bring about the revelation and the unification of Kujubichu, of the Eidian Seif, the infinite energy of Hashem, with Malchus, through their fulfilling of Teremitzis. So we we are the ones that bring about the the Gili aspect in Malchus, and also the ones who bring about the unification of um, the Kujubichu, which is the Zah of Atzilus, which is basically the Gili Eidian Seif, the revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem. We bring about that revelation into the channel of Malchus through our fulfillment of Teir which Teir are rooted within Zah, within the Eirin Seif, and through ourselves, accepting by ourselves the, the yoke of Hashem's kingship. Within that fulfillment of Hashem's will in Teir we're drawing down from the source of Teir which is in Zah, 
into the channel of Malchus, which that's bringing about a yichud kush b'yichud chinte. The zayis ateira adam mechines adam me'elyin. That now, so how, so how is teira mitzvah rooted within za within the kuchu b'yichud? Because zayis ateira adam, the verse says zayis ateira adam. The teira is compared as compared to in a deeper sense. This is the deeper explanation of the verse. This the teira is compared to adam. The supernal man, like we explained before, which was referring to the the reflection of man in the in the higher realms, which is basically the ten spheres of the world of Atzilus, and more specifically Zo of Atzilus. And the mitzvahs are also rooted in Za because we also explained this before that the it says in the Tikkun Ezer that the mitzvah two hundred forty eight positive commandments are the two hundred forty eight uh, organs of the king, which is the two hundred forty eight basically vessels. Or the basically, in more specific sense, the the, the nine vessels of the nine spheres above Malchus, um, the Zah of Atzilus. And so, through the fact that the Jewish souls fulfill Teda mitzvahs, which are rooted in Zah, but they fulfill it with amidst a feeling of uh, accepting upon themselves Hashem's kingship to do His will and whatever Hashem wants, they draw down from that uh, Zah, which is the source of Teda mitzvahs. Into Malchus, which is their Kabbalah Sel Malchus So they bring about a unification of Za and Malchus. So there should be a revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem, which is synonymous with Za into Malchus. And this revelation eventually shines within all the Jewish souls because the Jewish souls are also rooted within Malchus of Atzilus. So they're channeled, so through this revelation into Malchus, is really channeling into our souls. So we're experiencing that revelation also. And this all is, comes about through the fact that my Hashem's mashkin, Hashem's collateral, His most dear object, which is referring to Malchus of Atzilus, is given over to the Jewish souls. And through that, that we have the power to draw down Hashem's Gilead of Malchus, that is how we draw down also the revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem. And that this revelation should be channeled into the Jewish souls. in the parentheses, So we could say that this is also the explanation of what it says in the Gemara that first, why do we say first the parts of Shema and then afterwards, because Shema refers to when you say Shema Yisrael, Hashem is one, that refers to our accepting ourselves, Hashem's kingship. So first, we preface the, the acceptance of Hashem's kingship to the Kabbalah's El Mitzvahs, to accepting upon himself, accepting upon ourselves Hashem's the, um, commandments, which is expressed in the parsha of Vahayim Shemoyah, which speaks about how we have to, if we listen to Hashem and do His mitzvahs, then we will get blessings. So we first preface Shema, which is um, Kabbalah's El Mitzvahs, to the Vahayim Shemoyah, which is Kabbalah's El Mitzvahs, why the Lama Kabbalah's Shema Chulu, why the Shema come first? Shal Yidei Yakdamas Kabbalah's El for, by first prefacing the acceptance of Hashem's kingship upon us, first, then you're able to draw down the light and the revelation, the divinity, through the mitzvahs. Meaning, how can, because, because basically the kayach of Gili, how do we bring about the revelation, even if we do mitzvahs, which are rooted in that infinite energy of Hashem, like we said, in the Zohar Vatzilis, but, the revelation of that energy itself is only through Malchus, because the revelation of anything in Seder Yishtalshos, in the chain of creation, is only through Malchus. So therefore, we first have to have the Kabbalah Sil Malchus to elicit that revelation aspect of Malchus, in order that afterwards, when we do mitzvahs, we should actually experience that revelation that we draw down through the mitzvahs, because the Malchus, the Kabbalah Sil Malchus is what's going to channel that revelation into us.
And that's why we first preface it to the Kabul Sal Mitzvahs. And now let's explain what it says in Medrash Rabbah, that the Beis HaMikdash was now taken as collateral back. It was taken back as collateral, which means we didn't pay back our, we didn't pay back the loan. And therefore, Hashem's taking back this collateral, the Beis HaMikdash, which implies that this is now the Mashkin, is referring to the Shechina, meaning the Shechina, Hashem's Divine Presence, Malchus, is now going back into Golus, is going being exiled um, not meaning going away from being being revealed in the world. What does that mean now? It's known the difference between Malchus and all the other spheres. All the other spheres, the, the nine spheres above Malchus, the influx of divine energy which go, which comes from those spheres is all in a way of kiruv, of closeness. When that energy comes down, is drawn down into creation, it creates a feeling of closeness to Hashem and to that to divinity. Whereas the divine influx of energy coming from Malchus, when it when it is felt by the creations, it's not in a way where you feel close. It, it makes it's in a, it's a way of rikuk, where you feel separate from that. Um, and the divine energy which is which is drawn down from Malchus is drawn down in a way where that energy feels far from its source now because Malchus is where the channel where the energy becomes revealed but it also becomes the only way it can become revealed to the lower realms is it becomes more separate it becomes more and more contracted and condensed and therefore feels farther and further away from the divine essence whereas the energy coming from the, all the other test spheres above it the nine spheres above it it's more the pure divine energy without feeling far from its source so therefore it's a it's it's nishba, it's nimshach, it's drawn down in a way where it feels close to its source, whereas the energy from Malchus is drawn down in a way where it starts to feel far from its source. As, explained, as it says in the verse, I will exalt you, I will lift you up, my God, the king. So we see that the melech, the idea of Malchus, the ashba from Malchus is in a way of, in a way of reimimus, arimimcho, meaning in a way where it feels merumum, um, feels separate and and um, far from its source. And the whole idea of uh, of exaltedness and isnasis and being uplifted is an expression of yeshes, of feeling one's own identity, feeling far from the source. The only way the person can feel their yeshes is to feel far from their godly source. So the hashpa, which comes from Malchus, is, is in a way of Remus, is in a way where that shefa, that energy, divine energy, feels now, it feels its own identity, and therefore feels far from its source. And obviously here we're speaking about, since we're speaking about a influx of divine energy coming from one of the spheres, even though it's the lowest sphere, which feels its own yeshes, but it's a yesh de kedusha. It's a feeling of its one's its own identity, but it's a holy yeshes. Because obviously we're talking about... Um, Elikos coming from Malchus. It's not a yeshis like it is in this world, where a person feels their own identity and they start and they stop feeling. They deny, God forbid, they deny their source. Here, it's just that the divine energy starts to become condensed and take on a certain definition, which is defined as yeshis. But that definition itself is a holiness, a holy definition. <laughs> But when that divine energy, which is drawn down from Malchus, which starts off as Yesh Kedusha, when it becomes enclosed in the 70 um, ministering angels, meaning the 70, the sources of all the 
of all the different 70 nations, the non-Jewish nations of the world, then that divine energy takes on a yeshus of le'umazah, a yeshus, an unholy yeshus, an unholy a feeling of self, which makes a person think that there is no divine source. And a hisnas is a uplifting, not of a holy uplifting, like, whereas malchus, the idea of, Mal, of malchus of, of kedusha, this yesh and hisnasus of kedusha, as a person feels, he feels proud, like a, he feels proud to be a Jew and, he, and he's proud of that and that's a pride a holy pride where here when the divine energy of Malchus goes down lower and it becomes enclosed into the source of the 70 nations then it's a pride an unholy pride where a person is haughty and full of himself and that is a yeshus of the umazev unholy yeshus an unholy feeling of self like expressed in the verse chulu like the verse says about um, Pari, Pari was saying the the river is mine and I created I created myself, meaning he saying that the whole world I am he's saying basically declaring himself a god that I created myself and I have no source that is an unholy yeshus. like it says I am the only existence and nothing else exists besides me. And this yeshus and this isnasus of luumazev klipa. This feeling of self, which brings the person to even deny um, his divine source, is through the fact that um, the divine energy from Malchus goes down and includes in the source of the seventy nations, these Ayin Sodim. And now that divine energy, which is now enclosed in those in that source of the unholy nations, goes and it in in draws down energy to the actual nations, to the actual people, and and so the, uh, the the influx of divine energy is through these these seventy these seventy ministering angels, the source of the um, seventy nations, and therefore when it comes down to the actual people, they act in such a way where their yeshus is a yeshus of luumazim. Then they then they are they have this this unholy isnasis where they're full of themselves to the extent where they deny anything else and they say, "I created myself. I have no source." Because the divine energy of Malchus is in the first place feels separate from its source, because it's when it gets down to Malchus, Malchus channels the energy in such a way where it's de- de- condensed and diminished, and therefore feels far from its source. And even more so, then it goes down and includes in the in the seventy ministering angels, the source of the seventy nations, where it becomes more and more concealed and condensed that energy to the extent where now, when it goes down to the actual people, which is drawn down from those seventy um, ministering angels, they feel haughty, they feel full of themselves and they forget their source because now it's a real a real distance from that source even though the 70 ministering angels the source of the 70 nations, like it says in the Gemara, they still they still um, agree they still, they don't deny the existence of the creator, their ultimate source they call God, they call Hashem the God of gods, meaning they agree that there is a a real source, meaning Hashem is the real source of all the energy, but Hashem gave the power to the to the more close sources, like the the angels and the all the different um, constellations, they all have a certain power that Hashem has invested them within them. So they, but they still agree, they still don't deny Hashem is the ultimate source, but they say that Hashem gave power to these other sources. But this is a very, very minuscule amount of bitl of submissiveness to Hashem. And without any real feeling of bitl, doesn't the bitl that they feel here to their ultimate source, to Hashem, 
doesn't really express itself in, in their feelings at all. And this enclosement of Malchus into the of the Ashpa from Malchus into the um, seventy ministering angels, the source of the seventy nations, that enclosement is in a way of Helma Hester concealment and, and a total covering over of the divine energy of Malchus. That the divine flow of energy from Malchus becomes totally concealed and hidden when it's enclosed in the seventy ministering angels, and therefore when it comes down to the actual seventy nations, they they can even deny the existence of that divine source. The reason for this, meaning the reason for this idea of the Golos Ashkina, so that the basically Malchus, the divine flow of energy from Malchus, should be in such a way where it becomes totally concealed from the, the, its source and it feels totally far. So, in general, Malchus feels far, but and that's why the 70 nations feel that they can feel they don't even feel their divine source anymore and they can deny it um also a person in their own life a jewish person if they act in such a way or they cause the shechina they cause the basically hashem's divine presence to leave them by acting against hashem's will and being overly involved in the physical that can actually cause the same thing where they feel far now the divine energy which they receive from malchus is in a way of such a rechuk, they feel totally far and becomes totally concealed. So, Sibas Adavar, who, the reason for this Golos Ashkina, that the energy from Malchus becomes more concealed in the person is through the fact that a person draws his, the powers of his divine soul into uh, natural and physical things, meaning he's taking all the powers of his divine soul, his godly soul, and now investing them into physicality too much. Because obviously when you person he's overly indulging in eating or sleeping or any physical activity, it's not just his animal soul which is involved in that. The godly soul is invested and clothed within the animal soul, and the animal soul is really actually the intermediary which allows the godly soul to interact with the physical world, the physical body. So when you take your animal soul and you involve yourself in animalistic activities, your, your godly soul is also sort of a forced to be involved in those too. So through the fact that a person is drawing his godly soul into these physical act, mundane activities and overindulgence, so then he causes also that the, the Shekhinah, Hashem's influx of energy from Malchus should also be um, exiled from him. Which the the light of, the, of his godly soul is now becoming concealed in the coarseness and the grubkite of the animal soul. When the coarseness of the animal soul and the physical coarseness of the animal soul is weak, is weakened, it's not so strong. So like the Zayar says, that the weakness of the body, meaning the weakness of the power of the animal soul, brings to the strength of the godly soul. The weaker the animal soul is, the more the sensitive you'll be to your godly soul. Whereas the other way around, the stronger the animal soul is, the weaker, the more desensitized the person will be to their to their godly soul. Shemir gili eir nafshi ba'avida betfila when so the when the when the person's animal soul is weaker and he's not so overindulged in the physicality, and then the light of his godly soul will shine in his service to Hashem, whether it be in prayer, to be more sensitive, he'll be more sensitive to Hashem to the connection that he has with Hashem during davening, and davening will be more fun. He'll be have more chayas in it. He'll have more interest in davening because. He's more sensitized to what's actually happening during davening because he's not overindulged in the physical. 
so that when he's davening, he'll feel the godly energy and the, the vitality of his soul, of his godly soul, and of, of godliness in general. And he'll also be more aroused when he comes to daven, instead of being more just routine and more cold. Um, becomes when davening sometimes becomes routine. That's when a person's god animal soul is overtaking him, so he's not so sensitive to the godly soul and to godliness. And also in his learning Torah, the more, the weaker that his animal soul is, the more that when he learns Torah, he'll be able to feel the godly energy, the godly um, wisdom and the godly will in his learning. He'll be able to realize and be sensitive to that. That, wow, I'm just, I'm not just learning any type of wisdom here. I'm learning, connecting directly to Hashem's wisdom, Hashem's will. Avalai, they take it from the next page now. But through the overpowering intensity of his coarseness of the, of the animal soul, the Nefesh Abamis, that the animal soul becomes drawn into foreign desires. The more that a person is drawn into physical, engaging in the physical just for the sake of the physical, and he's drawn into these um, lusts and desires of the physicality, then the, the light of the godly soul becomes hidden, and it's more desensitized to the feeling that to feeling godliness and to feeling his godly soul. He doesn't feel any gishmak, any goodness, any pleasure in his learning of Torah. And he doesn't feel any light and any any energy, any enthusiasm in his davening. And doesn't, he's not aroused at all in his davening. And that is called the, the exile of the animal, the godly soul within the coarseness of the animal soul. So through the fact that a person draws his, basically, he becomes over-engaged and indulged in the lust and the physical lusts of this world. And if, even, if, even if it's permissible, but if he's overly, overly engaged in it, he's drawing his, he's basically making his, his animal soul more stronger and stronger. Just like a person, when you work out, you work your muscles, they become stronger and stronger. When you work your animal soul out, meaning when you use it more and more, it becomes stronger and stronger and automatically covers over the light of the godly soul. So you become more and more desensitized to godliness in general. And therefore your davening becomes colder and the person's learning becomes more just intellectual, not godly, not sensing the godliness within the learning. Um, so that is really just the exile of the godly soul within the animal soul. And through that, automatically, like we know, that through the Isus of the Lasata, our arousal from below, we cause an equal and opposite, we cause, we cause an equal reaction above. So through exiling our godly soul, which is rooted within Malchus of Atzilus, which is the Shechina, you cause also above the Golas Shechina, the, the exile of the general Shechina, meaning that the Shechina, Hashem's um, influx of energy from Malchus of Atzilus should become more contracted and more condensed and concealed into the, seven, the 70 ministering angels, which are the source of the 70 nations. So in general, godliness in the whole world becomes less and less um, revealed. So we'll stop there, five, six lines on the top of page, Reish Chav Tes, 229.